My beloved congregation, uh, the time is short. Uh, this was the well-meant admonishing voice of the Apostle Paul uh, to his congregation. And what did Paul mean? What span of time did Paul speak about? The span of time that lies between the cradle and the grave. And why does he call that a short time, congregation? Uh, because next to eternity, it is but a speck of dust, that time of that man that he receives here below upon the face of the earth is just like a little speck of dust next to the never-ending eternity. Because he calls it a short time, because we live it so fast. Uh, we begun a year, and if the Lord spares us now throughout this entire day, then we may come to the end of the year, the year 2023, and will then come to an end. For a moment with you, I want to glance back a little bit and I want to see the 12 months congregation, the 52 weeks, the 375 days. They were but a gift. They were but a gift that each day, day by day, we may receive that of the Lord. And then this morning, as we may be together in God's house, then we have to think about it and think about how did we spend the time, congregation. All the time that the Lord gave for one and one whole year, was it only for the temporal things? They are needed. I understand that. Temporal things in this life, as we go on upon this journey of life, they are needed. They are a blessing from above. But my congregation, were there desires, were there desires that the Lord had awakened in our heart, uh, desires, for instance, like uh, I was thinking of Bart Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus is sitting along the wayside, and Bartimaeus has desires, congregation, desires that God awakened in his heart. Bartimaeus has a burden, a burden that lies within his heart. No one can see it because that the human eyes don't see that, but, but the Lord knows that. And then he makes a little detour congregation. He comes by. You know why he comes by? There is a man who has desires in his heart. There is a man who needs to pray. And when he came by congregation, when he stopped there, he said, Son of man, Son of David, have mercy upon me. He was calling upon the Lord for the, uh, that he might receive mercy Maybe congregation, maybe desires in our heart this morning. Maybe a desire to pray this morning, congregation. Will he come by, minister? Oh, I believe it, people. I really believe it that he will come by this morning as he has come by so many times for you. In a year that has gone by, not in the, in the person, no, but in the Word, in the Word of God. How many times has he come by in the Word of God? But were there needs, congregation? Was there a desire? Was there a desire and a hunger to call upon the name of God and to beg the Lord for his mercy and for his grace? Well, dear people, I have a text for this morning. And that is a text that we find in the scriptures that were read unto us this morning. And it is verse 24, 26, and 28. 24, the first part. And Jacob was left alone. 26, at the last part. I will not let thee go, except thou bless me. 28, the first part. And he said... 
Thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. That is the sermon of the last for the last day of the year. So amongst us this morning, I have three main thoughts. With the help of the Lord, I may bring them to you. In the first place, the fear of David. In the second place, at the desire of 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 Jacob. I mean, the desire of Jacob. And in the third place. The blessing of uh, Jacob. So we begin with the first part, congregation, and that was the fear of uh, Jacob. A man who is, is as we follow him this, this, this day, and then that man's name is Jacob, and we read that he stayed behind, congregation, and that uh, by the brook Jabbok, when all his host, all his business, all his possessions, all his family, they had gone across the brook and that he stayed behind. Why is that man remaining behind congregation? Well, he is afraid. And why is that man now so afraid? Well, he thinks back, eh? He thinks back. 20 years of his life, he sees his, his thoughts go back all this time. And there he, saw, he sees himself as one who he lied to his father. He deceived his brother and remembers the anger of his brother. And he he's afraid. He simply is afraid that his brother will do him harm now. And therefore he fell with his brother. With his brother, that's still okay. Eh? That's still okay. He, he gifts and he tells him, you go first, you go second, you go third. And you speak this way unto my brother. And when you see him, so when it comes to his brother, and then he can do something yet, congregation. He can, do, and he, he can do something to take away maybe the anger that is still with his brother. Why is that man so afraid, congregation? Uh, because it is not right between God and his soul. It is not right for 20 years he had built his business. For 20 years the Lord's favor was with him. But for 20 years he never heard that voice of God anymore pertaining to as he may hear it in, in Bethel there. And therefore he feels the guilt now tonight, eh, this morning. He feels the guilt, the guilt that is lying in his heart. The guilt that was never taken away. The guilt that was never forgiven. And therefore, congregation, he stays behind. He is all alone there. He's there all alone, staying behind. Are you afraid this morning, congregation? Afraid that... I don't mean afraid about uh, the wars that are going on in the world. I don't mean the fear of what the Lord is saying pertaining to the end time, when he's saying that nations shall rise against nation, an entire world will be given over to hatred and anger amongst one another. That time is at hand, people. We may well think about it. We may well think about it. We may well be afraid. Could that be, could the new year that is coming, could that be the year that is God's time, that is God's time to come back, God's time to come back when the heavens will roll away as a scroll and when he will be there with his many legions of angels, when he has come for his people, when he has come for his church congregation. Will you then be ready? Will you then be ready to meet the Lord? That's a kind of a question this morning, eh? 
And I don't mean afraid congregation when you think of the, uh, the economy as it is, when you think of, of how that, yes, sometimes you're afraid. You're afraid that our children will not be able to live like we are living in the, as, as the days go by, and they can be afraid about those things. But I don't really mean that, congregation. Are you afraid this morning? Because a year is coming to an end. And a year of the many blessings of God in this house here. And as the year is coming to an end, how are you tonight? How will you be tonight? Traveling for your own account, congregation? Then all the blessings that God gave, they just simply will be a testimony against you. A year coming to an end, my dear friend, and I'm still, I'm still for, my, for my, my, my own account. Are you afraid? Do you need a new heart now? Do you need to stop today? And you need a new heart? It's still time. It's not yet 12 o'clock. And he's a great God. And he only has to, he can bless us. Stay behind. You have to stay behind tonight. You will not be able to go with the family so much, step across into a new year like we've done so often. You have to stay behind because there is a fear that lives in my heart. Uh, because I'm not converted. My, I cannot, I dare not say that my soul is saved. And there were many words that were spoken here. There were many blessings that came unto us here. Are you afraid, congregation? Is that why you have to stay behind today? You people of the Lord, are you afraid? Are you afraid that you missed the forgiveness? Are you now afraid, people of the Lord? Because you never felt that blood. You never felt that blood flow over your heart. And you never heard him say that those sins are forgiven, that those sins are carried away. You never heard him say uh, that he will never remember them anymore. Are you afraid, people of God? That entire year has gone by. And maybe you have to say, I never, heard his, I never hear his voice anymore. I never hear him speak like a Bethel anymore. That Bethel in my life. I never hear him say anymore that he knows me. And that he has sought me. I traveled through an entire year, minister. And I must say to today, I, do not, I don't hear his voice anymore. Are you afraid? This man, he had to stay behind. He stayed behind because there was fear in his heart. And it is true, my dear congregation, what a privilege a win. And you may have a battle where you may look back upon a time. He could do that. But what, a, what a, that emptiness, that void that is there now in his heart, I would say to you, separate yourself then from all the business of the world. 
separate yourself then today in your heart, in your mind, from all the things here below, and stay behind and say, Lord, is it your time this evening, today? Is it your time that the Lord may remember me for the first time in my life? Is it yet time, Lord, I have, I have left behind so much this year. I have run so fast through the season, through the year. And I stand here all by myself, Lord. All by myself. I cannot go forward now. Is that the way it will be? All by yourself? Lift it up to him. Lift it up to him. And tell him about that. And tell him and say, Lord, I can't cross. I can't cross because I don't have what I need to leave the world. I miss a new heart, Lord. I miss that new life. I miss that spiritual life of which I've heard so much in this year gone by when the Lord gave that word amongst us. And it seemed like, Lord, I just, I just left it all behind. I just left it all behind. I've been so busy in so many ways, so busy in the world in so many things. And now I stand here all by myself, Lord. And that minister this morning is saying that thou art a gracious God. And it only has to speak and it may come to pass. Yes, lift it up to him. Lift it up to him and tell him you cannot go forward anymore. You cannot step across into a new year anymore. Unless you may know that the Lord has also sought and saved in your heart. People of the Lord, lift it up. Lift it up unto him. When you miss that now today, miss what, minister? When you miss that blood today, when you miss that refuge today, and when, the, uh, when you don't deny the battle in your life, you don't deny that, but a year has gone by, and I didn't hear his voice in my heart, and I missed that application of that word for my soul. Are you afraid, people of God? Afraid that that blood was so held before us in an entire year that that righteousness of Christ was so with us in an entire year amongst us in that word of God. And you are afraid now because you cannot say that the Lord came this year and that the Lord came and that the blood this year, that blood of the precious Savior, that price, that price what he paid, you cannot say this year that in this year the Lord applied it to your heart and that in this year all your sins, all your sins were upon that Savior. All your sins were upon that righteous one who came for the sins of his people 
and all your sins were pressed upon him, and you could hear him say, I for you, else you would have to perish forever, but I have come for you, and people of God. Eh? Hold it up then to him. Bring it then to him before it's 12 o'clock tonight and tell him that you can't go forward anymore. Tell him that you don't even dare to go forward anymore because you missed that righteousness and you missed that blood applied unto that heart, unto the forgiveness of my sins. This man... He sees the guilt open before him. He sees the 20 years that has gone by. And he will never deny the blessings of God. Uh, but he will have to say, I spend a lot of time for the world. I spend a lot of time for the business of the world. I spend a lot of time pertaining to those things. And now tonight, today, he has to stand back and because there is danger there. He has to stand back. He cannot go forward. Let me carefully bring you to my second main thought. And as we read there of Jacob, he was all alone there. He could not cross there. And there came a man. There came a man to wrestle. There came a man who took a hold of him who took a hold of him, who took a hold of him, and just to, to wrestle, uh, to wrestle. He may also, he may wrestle with this man. Who is this man, people? Is that his brother Esau, who's coming to wrestle with him? No. You know what that is? That's his God. And that's, the, that's that God that knows him. That's that God that has sought him so many years ago already. It's his God, people. It's that God. I want you to know one thing. I want you to know one thing before we go on. I want you to know that that God, from, eh, he was first. He was the first one to come again. He came, eh? he came when, when that man just stood there. When that man just stood there, maybe there wasn't even a prayer anymore in his heart. Maybe there was only the fear, only the fear that was dwelling in his heart uh, when he stood there. And then the Lord came. That's the Lord, people. And as he as is coming, he coming, this coming is always as so one-sided. This coming is always in God's time, people. In God's time, then he comes for those people. In God's time, he comes to care for those people. And as he's wrestling with them, I want to stop a moment. And I, I, want, to, I want to just look at you a minute. And I want to ask you, is it a better time? A better time than when uh, the Lord comes and I may wrestle with the Lord. Is it a better time than I may wrestle with the Lord for a new heart, uh, for a new life, for a spiritual life? Is it a better time uh, than when the Lord comes and I may hold on to him? I may hold on to him, young people. And my young people, hold on to him and say, I can't let thee go anymore. I can't let thee go, Lord. At the end of a year again, and I'm already 25 years old, or I'm already 20 years old, 15, 
But I can't let you go anymore, Lord. I already hurt so much. And always, always live so for the world. Is it a better time, young people, than the last day of the year to wrestle now with God? To wrestle now with God for what you feel and you need in your heart? Think of Bartimaeus. Think of Bartimaeus, how, how he, he, may, he may simply cry. He may simply convey unto God what lives in his heart by the grace of God. Son of David, have mercy upon me, my young people. Think about him. Oh, minister, that was different. That was different. He could, he could hear his footsteps. He could hear those footsteps. And there was a voice saying there, and it was Jesus of Nazareth. But you don't have that anymore, minister. That's not anymore. He's at the right end of his father. That's true. He's at the right end of his father today. He's there for his church and for his people. But, my young people, I don't know if you are here every Sunday. I don't know about that. I don't need to know that. But if you are, if you are faithful, young people, if you are faithful to the Word of God, and if you are here every Sunday, then I want to tell you about those Sundays. If you care to listen a moment, my young people, I want to tell you about, I love young people. And I just have an urgency that they may fear the Lord. I just have, I always have an urgency that they may be converted. I always have a longing desire that, they may hear them, that, that they, I may hear them speak. How the Lord has stopped them up on their way. How they cannot walk with the world anymore. How they cannot walk with their former friends anymore. How the Lord has stopped them up on their way. And how that they... Simply may pray. How often has he been here, eh? Could you hear his footsteps? Sometimes? That it was so quiet in God's house. And that that word of God was so tender amongst us. Could you hear his footsteps sometimes, young people? And as you heard his footsteps... Did you have to ask? Did you have to ask like Bartimaeus? Did you have to ask the Lord and say, Lord, I told the one, I need to pray, Lord. It's the last day of the year. I need to pray. Pray about what? Pray that also it may be the Lord who takes a hold of me. And that I may wrestle with the Lord this morning. That I may wrestle with the Lord. For what? For what, did, for what minister should I wrestle with the Lord for? I, just, I already mentioned that. For a new heart. For a new heart to wrestle with the Lord. Is it a better time, people? Is it a better time for the Lord's people? Than when the Lord comes... And he always does, eh? He always does in his own time. He always comes when it's God's time. 
It was God's time for this man. 20 years have gone by, and 20 years he never heard that voice. He saw the blessings. He saw how that he was blessed by the Lord when he saw his family, or when he saw the children that were born, or when he saw uh, the business that was increasing and, and became, he slowly on became a mighty man. When he saw all this, he saw the blessings, but he never heard his voice. And you know, sometimes God's people, when they, when they don't hear that voice anymore, and then sometimes they become afraid, you know that? They become afraid then sometimes, and they say, Lord, why is it that I don't never hear thy voice anymore like in former times? Why is it, Lord, that, that the Lord will not speak to me anymore? Why is it that so many days go by and I can live so in the world, I can live so pertaining to the things of the world? Why is that, Lord? Then he comes, eh? And then he holds you, people of God. He holds you in those tender hands. And as he holds you in those tender hands, and you may wrestle, and you may wrestle with that, that God who has come, and you may tell him, and you may tell him, I can't let you go anymore, Lord, because I don't know where to go anymore. I don't know. I, I, I don't see my way anymore. I long, Lord, I long for that application. I long for that blood, that blood of Christ. I long to have it washed over my heart. I long to have the Lord say that all my sins are washed away in the precious blood of that Savior. I long to hear him say that he has carried them away. He came to carry them away and to cast them away into a sea of eternal forgetfulness. May you wrestle today, people of God. It's a good day, eh? The last day of the year. I had to stand still a moment. How have I lived, Lord, this, that entire year? What has kept me busy, Lord, that entire year? Stand guilty, didn't he? I think he stood guilty here. Although he may wrestle with the Lord, I think he stood guilty here when he may hold on to him and when he may say, I can't let thee go anymore. I think he stood guilty there and because he saw his life. He saw his guilt. You know, in the life of God's people, it's often that way, you know that? It's often that way. We see our guilt, we see our sins, and we miss the blood. We miss the righteousness of Christ. And when he comes, eh? When he comes and I may hold on to him and I may tell him, I may tell him what I miss. I may tell him what I need. My dear congregation, and new year, and new year may approach again. It's kind of like a station, kind of like a station in this life here. Every year, every year we come closer. We come nearer to the end of a lifetime. At the year that we have traveled so, as it comes to an end tonight, my dear congregation, 
then it's filed away into the history of time, then you and I are one year closer to the time that we have to meet the Lord. One year nearer. That's a long time a year then. One year nearer to the end of my life. Is it well for my soul? Congregation, is it well? I have some advice for you. And I don't want to say that I kind of like I, I know everything. No. No, I don't. But I do believe that so unexpectedly I may be with you. I do believe that the Lord told me to do that. And the Lord gave me already weeks before. I was thinking about this, and I was thinking, of, I, he gave me a text. He gave me this portion of that word here. I don't know why, and I don't need to know. But I am just thankful that he gave me the ability to come to you today. And I have some advice for you as a man who simply is the same as you are. And what is my advice for you? Separate. If you need a new heart, separate yourself from all the world, from all the busyness here below. Be alone tonight, a little while, a little while. Be alone tonight. And tell them you can't cross. You don't dare to go forward because you're not saved yet. This entire year you're not saved. Tell them, lift it up to him and tell him you need a new heart. Did he not say in his word, did he not say all the year through, turn you, turn you unto me, for why would you be lost? Did he not say it many times here? And when these men came and brought the word or read, or, or, or read the sermon to you, did he not say it often in this congregation that it's still the time, the accepted time, the time to be converted, the time for the change in our life? Stop then tonight. Be alone a little while and lift it up unto God and beg him for his mercy and beg him for his grace. I have advice tonight eh? for those who cannot deny what the Lord has given in their life. I don't know you that way, but God knows you. He knows how it is lying in your heart. He knows what has happened in the past because that was his work. There was his work in your heart. There was his work in your life. And now tonight, when the year comes to an end, then you still stand before the breeds because the breeds has never been healed. There was the Bethel minister where he promised that he would go with me. There was that Bethel minister where he promised to bring me back, uh, but the breach is still there. The breach between God and my soul. I don't see the price, minister. I don't see the price. And I've, I've lived a year, all these many days, 
and I don't have the price tonight. The price of what? The price of his blood. The price of what he has obtained for me. The price where the guilt uh, may be absolved in that price. Separate yourself. Try to be with the Lord a little while. Before it's Happy New Year. Try to be with the Lord. And tell him about it. Tell him like my father said when he was dying. One drop, Lord. One drop of that blood. To wash my sins away. And in that night he passed away. He could never claim it. Maybe you can't either. Maybe you can't claim that blood tonight, or this morning, I mean. Eh? But you stand before the breach, and the breach is not healed, because that breach is only healed in that blood, in that righteousness of Christ. And then tonight, to be given to wrestle with him, eh? Will he come, minister? Oh, he always comes for those who cannot miss him anymore. I may say that because that's the way it was in my life. He always comes for those who cannot cross anymore, who cannot step across into a new year. He always comes for those Bartimaeuses. He's willing to make a detour to come through here so that you may hear his footsteps and may ask, has the Lord now come? Has he now come? And he took a whole day and he wrestled. And Jacob, he cannot let him go, let him go anymore. He holds on to him. And what a time that would, would be for you where you may end the year holding on to this God, holding on to this Savior, when you may end the year pleading with him, pleading with him that you need a new heart, pleading with him that you need his love, his mercy, and his grace, pleading with him that you need his blood and his righteousness, and that you long for it to have it washed over your heart, that you long to hear him say, that those sins are carried away and that the breach is healed, that I may come across the breach upon the way to the kingdom, to the heart of my Father. Jacob, he's wrestling. I'm going to go to my third, last part of my text. But I just want to stop a moment with you. You need him to come tonight. You need him to come to this evening. Will you be all alone, young people? No friends, no nothing. Will you be all alone a little while? 
And you need him to come. He has promised that he knows those desires because they already belong to him. And tell him then tonight. Tell him then that you need a God for your soul. Otherwise, you don't dare to go forward. Tell him then, people of God, when he comes tonight, tell him then that you need a Savior, that you need his blood, his righteousness, that you need a refuge, a refuge. You need a refuge in that new year. You want to know that refuge. As you go into that new year, you want to know the refuge that Christ is for the sinner upon the way here below. So that in that new year, you may experience what that is. That he has sought and saved in my heart. And regardless how it goes, regardless what the crosses will be, they will not be too heavy. And because I may hear him say, take up your cross and follow me. And when you may follow him, then you may see the blood-sprinkled footsteps upon that way. And you may see that the door is open in Christ. And you may see that through the door I may come to my Father, to my Father in heaven, because for those people, he is a Father in heaven. And is it a better time, a better time than, than New Year's Day and to experience that, to begin that year knowing whatever the year will be, I belong to him. Not because of me. I belong to him because he has sought and he has saved in my heart. My beloved, as he may wrestle, as he may hold on, and as he may say unto the Lord, I cannot let thee go anymore because I, don't, I cannot step forward without this God. I cannot step forward without this Savior. And then the Lord speaks. He always speaks unto those people, congregation. In his time, he always comes and he speaks unto those people. And he says to Jacob, he says, what is your name? And now there comes a confession, my dear congregation. There comes a confession. There cannot be a penile. There cannot be the knowledge of that forgiving, of that blood applied without a confession. A confession that may well up out of the heart. A confession that may be placed so before the Lord. He says, my name is Jacob. I am a deceiver, Lord. I am a sinful man. And I have ruined in so many ways. I have ruined and I am always ruining everything in the sight of the Lord. Oh, what a, what a confession, eh? Will you have a confession tonight, people? A confession that the Lord is waiting for? The Lord was waiting for him to confess. And to confess who he is and what he is. And what a wonder if you may have a confession tonight by the Lord. And you may tell the Lord how that your name is Jacob, how that you have ruined in so many ways so many things, and you continue to ruin these things. And then the Lord speaks, eh? No more Jacob. No more Jacob. 
that is all washed in that precious blood of that Savior. And no more, Jacob, because I have found a ransom for you. No more, Jacob, because by my grace, through the blood of the Savior, is for you. No more, Jacob, but Israel. Because as a prince, thou hast power with the Lord. What a moment that was in his life, eh? When he may hear the Lord say and that the Lord has put that all away now. He put that all away now. In that blood of Christ, he put that all away. And he has a, may, has a new name. A new name which may, may go forward upon the way as he steps across the brook. And there is a new name, a new name given by the Lord himself. And as he, has, as he may experience that, as he may stand with that experience, and then you will notice, my dear congregation, that the Lord really here below upon this world never has more, anyone more than a beggar. And I don't say that to be pious. Huh? I don't say that to sound a little pious tonight. Uh, but let me prove it to you. Let me prove it to you as he is standing there with the forgiveness of sins, as he is standing there with a new name received in and through that blood of uh, the Savior. He says, tell me, I pray thee, tell me thy name. He has a desire. There is still a desire. A desire not to get more of God. We always want to get of God. Uh, but a desire to know more, to know more of the Lord. A desire to know him more in that, in, that, in that sacrifice. A desire to know him more in the price that is paid. A desire to know him more in the arms of a father that are open for his children to receive them. To receive them in the new year. To receive them and hold them unto his bosom. And assure them and strengthen them that they do belong unto him. A desire congregation. And that he may ever know, that he may ever know that the Lord is, a is, is, a, is the highest majesty above. The Lord touched his hip. And now for the rest of his life, he is but a cripple. He is but a cripple here below. He cripples upon the way to heaven and with a desire, every day a desire to know more. To know more of the Lord. Again, not to get more of the Lord. We have a lot of desires like that. To get more of the Lord. We think of a new year. We think of the business. We think of the job. We think of the family. We think of the school. We think of all these things. And we say to get more of the Lord. Uh, but that is far away from him now. A desire to know more. To know more of that God. In that forgiveness. In that in that in that holy majesty through the blood of Christ to be forgiven of my sins. And with that desire, he cripples along. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Uh, when he crosses the brook, and then the sun is coming up. And as, as the sun is coming up, he sees his brother. Uh, but he sees him entirely different now. He doesn't see him as an enemy anymore. He sees his brother and he wants to bow before his brother. He wants to, he has to receive the forgiveness of God and now he wants the forgiveness of his brother also. And, and, and that, sun of, that sun is shining upon him as he crosses the brook and as he, as, he, as he comes on the other side there. So the sun of righteousness. 
will shine when those people may cross the brook. When they may cross the brook at the end of their life, then the sun of righteousness will shine upon them. And with that sunlight, with that sunlight, they may experience what that is. And that he is my God, that he is my Savior. An entire year now that is before us, if we may be spared through that year, if we may go from day to day and week to week and month to month, then I may, I may know and that it is the Lord who has opened the way for me, that it is the Lord. I may know that in that blood and that righteousness, my sins are carried away. I may know that that God is my God for time and eternity. When the sun of righteousness shines upon him, oh, then, then in the deepest humility, in the deepest humility, I'm bowing before this God. He cripples upon the way into the end of a lifetime. And then people, oh, then there is a homecoming. There is a homecoming for those people. And that homecoming for those people, we can only stammer about that. Only stammer about that when. When they may come there where they will never sin anymore. When they may come there where they may always be with him who sought and saved in my heart. When they may always praise and glorify that king and that, uh, and that kingdom pertaining to what the Lord is giving my congregation, I have to close. My time is gone. Will you be amongst them? When they may stand there in their kingdom, clothed upon with those white garments, which they will never soil anymore, will you be amongst them, congregation? Then there will perhaps be a time tonight that you may be alone a little while before you cross. A time to speak to the Lord. A time to pray. A time to ask. I hope that you will have a blessed exchange from one year to the next. I hope above all that you may have a blessed exchange in God's time when you have to leave the world and may come home unto the heart of the Father. Amen.